Welcome to another inspirational message from City Life Center Church. If you are ever in the area, come visit one of our services. We would love to meet you. Enjoy the message. Ah, Jesus, I just want to tell you that I'm so delighted, God, that I just get to share your word and your truth with everyone who's here today, God. God, open our hearts, speak to our hearts, and change us and impact us, God. God, work in us in a unique, custom-designed way so that when we leave here, we are different than we were when we came in. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a seat, guys, and get your Bibles open to the book of Psalms, chapter 101, right in the middle of your Bible, and go 101. Pretty easy, Psalm 101. I, uh, you know, God, God has this amazing, expansive future for all of you guys, and it's yours for the taking. It is, and, and, and I just want to say this. You don't have to live your life isolated and bogged down and discouraged and disheartened in some kind of a personal prison, because it's time to break out and to seize your expansive future. Future. And I'm talking about that today. We're going to have a good time with it. So thank you guys. Uh, you, you know, it, it really takes an attitude that's very similar to the attitude of an athlete. And, and if you're going to run a marathon, uh, then what you do is you diet and you train and you get the right shoes and you get the right clothes. And, and, and the thing is, I've never seen a marathoner. And the, the, uh, the, the Cowtown uh, Marathon is going to be happening here in a few weeks. And they're all going to be running through downtown. We'll see. It'll be a lot of fun dodging them and and uh, dodging them. And those of you who will be running out there, I'm happy for you. But but I've never seen a marathoner running through the marathon wearing a hiking backpack. <laughs> uh, I, I've never seen them carrying around like extra stuff just in case. Why? Because a smart runner won't put up with extra clutter, and they won't put up with a weak body. Why? It's because they want to finish well. It's because they want to get the medal that they're going to get. Now, Paul, uh, back in the Old Testament, back in the Greek times, you know they had, that's where the Olympics started, was in ancient Greece. And they understood this culture of athletics that we have with us today. And, uh, and, and Paul spoke to this in 1 Corinthians. And I just want to read this passage to you. It's on the screens. This is from the message version. But I love what he says, because Paul tells this church in Corinth, he says, Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. And I like this. He says, I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. I'm telling you guys, that is the attitude that will help you to live expansive. That's the way that I'm choosing to live for 2017 because there's a future ahead for Tim. There's a future ahead for you. There's a future that's yet to be seized for City Life Center. And I want to seize my future. And I hope to convince you today that your expansive future is out there for you. You see, because faith is not just about getting into a certain frame of mind, but actually it's about being there, but then taking a bold, decisive step or two or three and, and, and moving and, and just simply moving into the vast expanse that God has for you. That's actually how faith works. 
Now, here are, here are two basic facts, and here they are. First of all, God has called us to an expansive future. He has, every one of us. And the second fact is that Satan is losing territory. Now, now listen, as, as city life, our congregation, as we advance, what happens is those of us who are a part of the church, we advance too. And, and, uh, and, and as, as we all advance, then Satan loses territory in our lives and our families and our community. And I say, great, because I would rather Satan have less territory than he currently has. I love it because Jake and Lindsay, they are our prayer, uh, prayer ministry team directors here. And we're just sitting right up there. I like it. Yeah, I love it when the prayer leaders are on the front row, you know, doing it here for us. But, but they, they've been taking their prayer teams uh, over the past few months and walking the neighborhood and praying over the neighborhood. And they, they literally physically walk around, totally incognito. You wouldn't know what they're out there doing. But they're praying for peace and favor and life and for influence. And, and they're even doing some spiritually covert prayer operations that nobody knows about, I do. And it's amazing because the, as they pray for certain things, even on location, things happen. I'm telling you, it happens. And, and, and that is a way, that's just one of the ways that we actually pave the way for the expansive future that God has for us as a church. Now, let me take it to your life personally. What about you? Are you willing to do such things in your life for your expansive future? But, but, but my encouragement to you is don't go it alone. Don't just say, I'm just going to go out there and do all this line. Because like last week, I shared with you that Lone Rangers really don't make much progress at all. So I want to talk to you about some ways to seize that expansive future today. And, and, and I, you, I know you have your notes out. You're ready to write some things down because I think God's going to speak some specifics to some of you today. And one of them is to lean into one another. Uh, you just lean into one another. Now, look at the person next to you. And, and, and since some of you have two people next to you, you may have to do this a couple times. So we'll do it a couple times. And you may want to kind of lean on them and, and then kind of lean into the other person here. Just kind of figure it out. Come on. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, I'm leaning into you because I have uh, an expansive future ahead. Now, now, now lean into somebody else. Come on, lean into somebody else if you can. And if it's the same person, keep leaning. If you're married, lean into a hug. All right, here we go. <laughs> Only if you're married. All right, say this. Say, say it again. I'm leaning into you because I have an expansive future ahead. You see, that concept of leaning into one another works in family, it works in business, it works in your spiritual life because we need each other. In fact, city life, one of the things that, that we believe in is that we're a fortress of unity and we're, we're good people but we're well connected and we're walking together and we're clinging to Jesus and we know that, that there's no force in hell that can tear a unified body apart and we're just wanting to continually be filled with the Spirit of God and we make the choice around here, we're just not going to get offended we're not going to uh, isolate ourselves and, and get all up back in a corner. You know, you see, what we believe in is leaning into one another because it brings unity. And, and actually, I want to tell you something. That's always been a key for our church. So if you're around here, take that into other areas of your life. And see, you can therefore then begin to live expansive in your life, leaning into others in this church and others around you. Here at City Life, I like to say we're a safe place. We're a church that simply worships Jesus. We're a church that preaches the word of God. We're a church that's expansive and multiplying and creative. And whatever happens here happens in you because you're part of the house. Now, if you're going to live expansive and, and, and seize that expansive attitude, then I challenge you this year to, to just simply build the house here. Build, build the house. Do God's work by building the house. 
What that means is that, that really means this. It means getting into people's lives and letting people get into your lives and loving people right where they are and just simply loving one another deeply, not based upon what you do or how you perform or how good you look. It's just about loving one another. Yesterday I was at, a, at an event here in the city it's called the Mayor's Community Engagement Luncheon, and, and, uh, and it was one of those events that I had the opportunity to speak at and, and uh, to pray, and, and the mayor spotted me from across the, the opposite end and called me over, and then it was, it's, it, she briefs me on some important points, and then she says, Tim, I want you to come sit at my table, and, and I, I was talking to a couple other people and turned around, all the seats were taken, I wasn't fast enough, so the table filled up, but, but when I was called up to the platform then, uh, I, I gave this empowering, spirit-filled talk, and the crowd just applauded. And, and I prayed a passionate prayer of blessing over the crowd and over the city and the crowd applauded and all that. And I want to tell you guys, that's nice and everything, but the crowd is not what I'm trying to build around here. You see, praise or position or accolade, that kind of stuff is very, very fleeting. If I'm, I'm fortunate to say I've been around for a while, and I know this much. Crowds are fickle. <laughs> crowds come and go. You know, uh, the, the crowd changes their attitudes very quickly. I can even tell by some of the emails I got from some people this morning. You know, they, they leave early if they are not feeling comfortable. The crowd will tend to be negative or critical. They consume or they complain, and they float around from cause to cause to cause to cause, and they're, they're fearful to even put down roots, and, and they, they only want to do what's convenient. See, because the same crowd that cheered Jesus, they crucified him a few days later. The same crowd that cheered me yesterday, they might find a reason to jeer me today. That's why Tim is a local church guy. Sure, I'm active in serving the community. I just want to let you know this month is my most active community service month of the year. I'm going to be very active. But I don't live for the desires of the crowd. That stuff is actually empty. I'm all about building the local church, and I'm asking you to join with me to do that because we're family, and our family, we, we're, we're about ready to get a whole lot bigger because city life has an expansive future, and I can't wait to talk about that at the Vision Banquet tonight, but I am seizing my expansive future for Tim, and we are seizing our expansive future together, so are you seizing your expansive future? That's the question I ask you today, and, and if you're going to do that, you need to be gutsy. I think the best word, I, 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 I thought, should I say this? Should I not? Should I? Like, no, no, just be gutsy. Listen, church, lead yourself this way. Lead your, lead your home this way. Lead your ministry teams this way. I mean, lead your business this way. Just, here it is. Just don't put up with clutter. Be gutsy and take some action. I want you to look at Psalm 101. I told you to turn there. Look at Psalm 101, verse 2. This psalm was written by a gutsy leader, and his name was David, and he was a no-nonsense national leader. And, and I want you just to read along and listen to this confession of a strong leader and think about how you can apply this to your life and your home and your business. And just think about this. This was not just some kind poetry that he posted on the wall. No, actually he wrote this song and he would go in front of all of Israel and make them sing it. You, this is, this is kind of crazy. When you think of it like that, he would make them sing this song. And, but it's, it's really trying to get that attitude of just like lead gutsy to all the people around him, around the nation. 
Here's, here's how the song went. We, we only have the poetic words today. But he says this, I will conduct the affairs of my house. And I want you to pause there with that word house. Because the word house, even in the New Testament, has two different meanings. One is the term ecclesia, which, means that, which really means the local church. It means a congregation or a church family. Uh, another, another one is it's called oikos, which, which means uh, your close relational network. So, so I can apply this even to the church or, or to my family or my relationship networks. So he says, I will conduct the affairs of my house or the church or, or, or whatever with a blameless heart. See, the way I see it is my home and my relational networks and the church. With a blameless heart, I will not look with approval on anything that is vile. I hate what faithless people do. He didn't say he hates the faithless people. He doesn't like what they do. And he goes, I will have no part of it. The perverse of heart shall be far from me. I'll have nothing to do with what is evil. Whoever slanders their neighbor in secret, I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, I won't tolerate it. My eyes are going to be on the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me. The one whose walk is blameless will minister to me. What he's saying here is that he's made the choice to be gutsy enough to live without extra emotional or relational clutter. Some of you, that is your take home. Seize it. Live gutsy. It's a key to your expansive future. And another thing you can do is just refuse to allow the negativity and, and the clutter of backsliding people to cling to you. If, if people around you are negative, maybe they're turning away from God and they're backing away from God, hey, you keep loving them. You love them and love them and love them, but you don't have to live in their world. Don't live in the world of negativity and clutter because it will drain you. And I'm here to say it will most certainly hold you back from living expansive. If you seize that expansive future, remember God's eyes are on you. God's heart is directed toward you. He's watching out for you. His heart and his emotions are fixed on you. I mean, I'm talking about God, my friend. He's fixed on you. He said this. He says, I have consecrated this temple. And this is when the temple had been built. And God said this, I have set this temple aside, consecrated it, which you've built by putting my name there forever. He says, my eyes and my heart will always be there. And what does that mean? That just simply means that God's eyes and his heart are on the people who are in the house. And I'm telling you guys, because you're here, that right there should give you confidence that you have favor, that you have the protection that you need, you need and you can simply haul off and live an expansive life this year. Seize it. I mean, plant yourself in God's house. You will actually flourish when you're planted in the house of the Lord. And I didn't say you're going to barely make it. No, no, it doesn't. I didn't say that you'll be able to hang in there. No, you will flourish because planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of their God. Church, it's, it's not a cafeteria. Never treat church like a restaurant. When I go over to one of my favorite restaurants here, which I'm so glad they're no, no longer located down around the plaza area, but they've moved just, just on the other side of Burnett Park. It's so close. I love it. Pitchy patchy. I love it. It's right over the east side of Burnett Park. But I go there to consume what I want, and when I walk in that door, I make it all about me. Trust me, I do. Those of you who've been with me, you know. Yeah. And I yell out my order to the guys back behind the counter, and they yell it back, and then we're like, Ugh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. But I go to consume what I want. 
But at church, it's actually different because we're not a cafeteria. We're not a restaurant. It, it, we're, we're a house. You don't go into your house and do that, do you? <laughs> no. See, city life is a place to flourish. It's a place just to simply be blessed. That's why we don't come only when there's a certain topic being preached or a certain person is going to be on the platform. No, I mean, this is your house. You are in God's household. And the, the, the psalm writer said this. He said, one day spent in your house, this beautiful place of worship beats thousands spent on Greek island beaches. I would rather scrub floors in the house of my God than to be honored as a guest in the palace of sin. In fact, uh, you know, just, you, just so that you understand this, for me, the staff and, and myself, we have a responsibility to create an environment here at City Life where you can flourish. And that's, why, that's how we lead you, so that you can seize your expansive future. And here's the thing, guys. Allow what is on the church to get on you. You see, the blessing, or sometimes we call it the anointing of city life, is the blessing and anointing for your life as well. It gets on those of you who are in the house. See, our history, our background as a church, it's, it's, it's expansive and it's faith-driven. Our, the history of us is one about overcoming huge obstacles. And, and we, we've learned to grin in the face of intimidation when, when others come in here. Even, even preachers, people from other churches come in here and say, we're just waiting for the day for you to fail so we can come and take your church building. I don't know to look at that. It's like, <laughs> okay, scary person, go away. And now, you know, see, we live in a house of faith. And we believe that God can do anything. <laughs> there, there's a listing in the scriptures of a bunch of Bible heroes and they exerted this massive faith and they were all in this pursuit of God and, 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 but, but, it, but Jesus is actually the biggest hero and then he's the best model that's in this list and, and I want you to listen to what this says from the book of Hebrews chapter 12 it says do you see what this means take a look at it on the screens all these pioneers who blazed the way and these veterans cheering us on it means we'd better get with it Come on, now that's what I'm saying, guys. We had better get with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No spiritual fat and no parasitic sins. Who wants parasites? Who wants fat? No. It, what worked good 2,000 years ago actually works in downtown Fort Worth today. Isn't that right? Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished the race that you and I are in and study how Jesus did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed with that exhilarating finish in and with God and Jesus could put up with anything along the way the cross shame whatever and now Jesus is there he's in that place of honor right alongside God and when you find yourself flagging in your faith go over the story of Jesus again item by item that long litany of the hostility that he plowed through and that will shoot adrenaline into your souls and one thing for sure around here we're going to talk about Jesus and I'm going to point you to Jesus someone yesterday at my table said said well pastor that was really interesting I've never met you before and and why do you why do you talk and pray with such passion and they, they were kind of just like I've never seen this before and I said, I'm here to do this for Jesus. And then another girl said, wow, you tell me about that. And, and I, I explained, I said, well, I'm just called by Jesus to make a difference. And, and they're like, oh my goodness. You see, it's all about Jesus. The, the, the faith in Jesus that's in this house right here gets all over me and it gets all over you. And therefore, I'm headed for an expansive future. Are you with me, guys? Are you? Here's the, here's, the, here's the key. Remember, though, that God is in control. I know you're going to see some ups and downs. We all will. That is going to happen this year. 
I say, well, I'm lucky or unlucky. Well, luck isn't determining the power of your future. Luck is not for you or against you. Luck doesn't exist. Scratch it out of your vocabulary. You see, God is in control, and we are we're participating with him to bring about the expansive future. That's why we pray to and we worship and we serve this God who is in control and we walk with God to seize the expansive future we have. So here's what I'm telling you to do, guys. Eliminate. Eliminate some mental and emotional clutter in your life and begin to replace that with faith right now. Uh, you know, you, mental and emotional strength, it, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like muscle, muscle mass. No one has an unlimited amount of it. So why do we waste our mental and emotional energies on things we can't control? Think about it. That's clutter, and that will keep you and hold you back. So declutter, like, like, like we've been reading in these scriptures, declutter your mind, declutter your emotions, let go of your failures from last year, let go of the regrets of something you did five years ago, release your fears, get rid of your fears about politics. I mean, come on, guys, get rid of your fears about global warming. <laughs> get rid of your, especially on a day like today. Now it's warming up. That's why I wore a sweater because I'm transitioning to the 70-degree weather tomorrow. But, but get rid of the, the, the fears about, about uh, the economy or, or even the worry of what are you going to eat today at lunch? I don't know where I'm going to go. All that's doing is it's consuming all the RAM in your brain and your mind, and you can't live an expansive future with all that clutter in there. See, live with simply more faith and less worry, and seize that expansive future that God has for you. So learn to do this. You just kind of glance back, but you peer forward. In fact, that's what tonight is about. So your past is valuable, but learn from your mistakes, and learn even from the mistakes of others. That's why we get to live together with community, and we get to see others, someone else's mistakes, and go, okay, I think I won't make that mistake. It's good to know. I'm not going to criticize them for the mistake. I'm going to learn from it. You see how that works? That's a good thing. But the reason we call, this is interesting, not, this is powerful. The reason we call the past the past is because it's the past. It's a powerful one right there. It's, it's behind you guys. Stop living there. Stop living in 2016 and start living in the 2017 that you're envisioning. The past is just your training. It doesn't define you. I am not defined by the, the, the school, high school I graduated from, Permian High School in Odessa, Texas. I didn't, I, you know, I, I, I really don't care about Friday Night Lights. You know, I saw it, I lived it, who cares? I'm not defined by that. And God is looking to define you by your faith in the future, not what you did in the past, your past successes or your past failures. It's a new day. So just start, <laughs> let's come on. Guys, let's seize that expansive future that God has for you. And just, just decide this. There's some other things to get rid of. Just refuse to complain. Just, just d decide, I'm not going to be a complainer. I'm not going to be a critical person because your words have power. Here's the sad thing. Your words actually have more power over you than anyone else. And when you're criticizing and complaining, you're doing more destruction to yourself than you are to anything else around you. See, whining about your problems or what you see around you will only make you feel worse, not better. I'm, yeah, it's in the Word of God, but it, your, your psychologist, your therapist will tell you the same thing. Come on. It will drain, I'm going to tell you spiritually though, it will drain your faith and will increase your stress. I mean, 
why do you want to increase the cortisol in your system so you can die early? Duh! God has an expansive future for you, so begin to live in that reality. So don't be a whiner. Instead, be a winner. I learned that statement about 20 years ago, and I still love to use it because friends don't let friends whine. Friends help friends live their lives better. So seize that expansive future God has for you and, and just decide this. You're going to impress God instead of impressing others. I mean, n- n- nobody likes you for the clothes you wear or your possessions or your title or your accomplishments. And I know this is a touchy thing because we're in the middle of the big city and it's all about that external appearance, which is very, very shallow. And that's the culture we live in. Those, that's, that's all like, that's just stuff. That's, that's things. And now people may like your things or your identity or, or your position or how you look, but that doesn't mean they like you. Take that away, and if they don't like you anymore, they never liked you in the first place. Like I said earlier, the crowd thinks that the stuff that they see is awesome. But here's the truth. What does God think? What does God think? God is my audience. God is the one I want to impress. Jesus is the one that I will stand before one day. And when I see him, I, won't, I just know this. He's going to look at me. He goes, he's going to say, servant, Tim. He's not going to say, Pastor Tim. He's not going to say, Reverend Tim Woody. He's not going to say, the guy who has this degree, that degree, this honor, that honor, that position. No, he's going to say, servant, Tim. You've been good. You've been full of faith. Now I want you to enter into this crazy, amazing, eternal reward that I've prepared for you. And then, I, now that's all in the Bible, but I think he'll also say to me, I think he'll say to me, Tim, haul off and have a good time. I, I, I think he'll say that. Come on, seize your expansive future, guys. Remember why you exist. Remember where you're going. The, the mental fatigue, it's, it's decimating so many followers of Jesus, especially in the city, because there are so many vo- voices from our culture that are screaming and they're trying to define you and they're trying to own you. And, but, but we, the followers of Jesus, we, we simply have to know why we exist and where we're going. Now, I have something fun. I, I love to set up little alerts for myself. And I have one little alert that pops up on my phone once a month. And it was kind of interesting because today it popped up this morning. As soon as I turned my phone on, getting my day going, and I, it, it, said, it said this. It says, it's time to review your life statements. I know what that is. And so I clicked the little document, and, and I didn't have time to read it, so I just, I just had Siri read the statements to me. And it's kind of nice just hearing my computer my, my phone, just speaking to me and speaking my life statements out loud. It's kind, of, it kind of nice. And I actually started putting this together about 15 years ago. Um, and I've refined it. I've added to it. Uh, I've subtracted a little bit. But, but it's really changed very little over the years. And here's what Siri read to me this morning. Siri said, which I've written parts of this many years ago, my motto, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God's spirit does not make me timid. God's spirit gives me power. God's spirit gives me love. God's spirit gives me self-discipline. My most significant decisions, I gave my life to Jesus. I married Rebecca. I've decided to live a long life, Lord willing. I've decided to serve God and my community by being a pastor. I've decided to raise children who who would perpetuate my legacy. My vision, blessing people, by adding encouragement and joy and purpose to their lives. 
my marriage vision. It's by loving and caring for and cherishing one another until separated by death. My family vision is raising, training, empowering, and equipping my sons to be world changers. My church's vision, hey, we all know that, making Jesus known. Who I am, I'm a man of God committed to helping others. I live to use my unique gifts to bring love, joy, hope, and purpose to the lives of others. I'm committed to a life of integrity, serving as a good husband, good father, good pastor and leader. I strive to effectively lead by positively influencing other leaders for the advance of God's kingdom. I know who I am. I am chosen by God. I'm a son of the king. I am one who walks in authority because God says, I will give you every place where you will set your feet. I know who I am. I am a priest because to him who loves us and who has freed us from our sins by his blood has made us a kingdom of priests to serve God the Father power and glory forever i know who i am i am holy i am the property of god i am an instrument of god's praise i have been called out of darkness into god's glorious light my stand i stand for god i stand for my wife i stand for leadership and influence i stand for my family i stand for my church i stand for my health i stand for my city and i stand for family provision my values healthy living passionate living and if you didn't know that uh, joyful living authentic living courageous living intentional living having fun, decisive living, and living financially wise. My purpose is this. I want my city to be a better place in the days to come, a place to live, grow, work, and play, and prepare for eternity. My one verb is this. It is focus. My one scripture is this. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. My words strategy is this. Substance, sincerity, and strategy. My discipline strategy strategy is this run to win strip down and untangle your feet you see knowing why i exist and where i'm going is like fire in my bones i get really pumped up about that you may not because it's not yours what's yours see, see decision making for me isn't a stress because i've chosen to be solid I can be expansive because I've already been specific. I'm, I know I'm not a blob of flesh and bones that's just existing on earth waiting to rot and die. And you're not either. You have a purpose. Live expansive knowing why you exist and where you're going. So I want you to move forward with this. And finally, the biggest thing you need to do above it all is speak and live gratitude. Just speak it and live it. Do it. Find something to be grateful for. Live gratitude. Express gratitude to the people who are around you. Tell God. That's the reason why we pray and sing to God. Gratitude opens doors when you show gratitude to people, anyone, to God. It opens doors. It unlocks prison. And God wants you out of the prison that you're living in so you can walk into that expansive future ahead. So here's the big question for today. Are you planning to grow or shrink this year? Are you getting ready to grow? Because I am. And if you are, then it's time to choose to live expansive. It's time to launch beginning now. So what are you going to jettison? What mindsets are you determined to change? What actions are you going to initiate? What habits are going to catapult you to a new place that you're going to toss out of your life, getting rid of some stuff, that you're going to do some new habits, and get rid of some old habits, so you can actually be the person God has wired you to be. What is it?
It's time for us to pray. I want no movement at this time, please. The next couple minutes is the most important part of today. I want you to close your eyes and focus internally. And here's the question I want to ask you. Are you, are you really willing to live expansive? Are, are you ready to get rid of some clutter and get moving in 2017? For me, the answer is yes already. If that answer is yes for you, then you can very simply say, Pastor, I want the same for me. I'm ready to live expansive this year. I'm going to make some specific changes, and I know what they're going to be as I walk out of here. Would you lift your hand with me? Just lift your hands. If that's you this morning, lift your hands, because I want to pray for you. With your hands lifted up, come on. I want you to receive this prayer, and my hand, as it's lifted up also, because this is my prayer, I'm stretching it out to you guys. I want you to, I wanted you to receive this prayer. God, God, give each person. Give each person whose hand is lifted the tenacity to run to win, to train hard. God, give them the ability to say, no sloppy living for me. God, let them lean into one another and pursue unity and to be gutsy and remain planted in God's house and to allow what's on the church to get onto them and get onto us, knowing that our eyes and our heart are on you and your eyes and your heart is on us. You're going to be with us. And we thank you for it, Jesus. We thank you for it. In fact, some of you just, just, you just need to say this right now. God, I'm going to, boom, boom. You need, you need to let God know a few things you're going to do, a few things you're not going to do. Just real quick. I'm going to give you about 10 seconds. Just whisper it to God. Real quick, real quick. Don't, if you think too much, you won't do it. Come on, 10 seconds. What are you going to do? What are you going to change? Finally, maybe you're here today as you continue to pray and you've never surrendered your life completely to Jesus. Maybe over the course of your life you've drifted in your relationship with God and if you want to know this Jesus that I'm talking about, if you want a new beginning, if you're ready to embrace your God-given purpose, I want to give you an opportunity to respond. And if you would like to be a part of this closing prayer and surrender your life completely to Jesus, I'm simply going to ask you to raise your hand because faith is when we respond outwardly to what's happening inwardly. And Jesus loves you so much that he gave his life for you. He loves you more than you can imagine. So I'm going to give you a clear signal on when to lift your hand. It's at the count of three. And when I count to three, just please raise your hand so I can connect my faith with yours one-on-one. Here we go. One, two, three. Lift your hand. That's me, Pastor. Yeah. Who else? Who else? That's me, Pat. Thank you. Who else? Yeah, thank you. You guys can put your hands down. I want everybody to stand. I want everyone to stand. If you raised your hand, I want you, along with everyone in this room, all the believers that are in here, to pray these words with me. Come on, pray this with me. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. I believe you're the Son of God. Please forgive my sins. Today I give up my past and I embrace the expansive future you have for me. Thank you for new hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more information about how you can get involved with City Life locally, Text CONNECT to 41411. Again, that's CONNECT to 41411. Or visit us online at citylifecenter.org. We would love to meet you.